0: Hello and welcome to the Confident Moms podcast. I am your host, Laura Dry, and this is episode number 16, Getting Out of a Funk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. Can I just say that when I'm recording this episode, I am rocking my sweatpants, I have um, seen other podcasts and actually been guests on other podcasts where they actually take the recordings and the video of the the podcast interview and they put those videos on YouTube. And so you kind of have to put your makeup on and be like looking really good. And I don't think I will ever, I don't know, I'll never say never, but I just love rocking my sweatpants and sweatshirt so much that i don't know if i will ever decide to do that on on my podcast anyways do you love your sweatpants as much as i do i wonder and maybe i'm actually due for a couple new pairs because the two pairs that i love so much you can tell that i love them so much and that i wear them so much at this time of year as well as my fuzzy socks who else who else send me a comment. Let me know I'm not the only one that loves sweatpants at this time of year. Anywho, that's not what we're talking about today. Today, we are talking about having a change of thought, And this really came up because I was thinking about different times in my life and how through those different times in my life and different circumstances, it completely changed my thinking. It completely changed my thoughts and it completely changed my vocabulary because of these different times and experiences that I had, have had in my life. And so I want to talk about them a little bit today. And, um, I just want to start with one very evident time in my life or change in my life. And that was when I became a mom, when I became a mom, my thoughts changed because my whole world changed. I now used different words that I'd never used regularly before words like diapers and poopy and sleepless nights and bum cream and sippy cups and soother these new circumstances of being a mom and the vocabulary I associated with those, those things changed my world because our world is really created from the things that we're thinking. And now I was thinking such different things than I thought before. And so my whole world changed. Circumstantially and because of my thoughts about those things. Um, another example is when I became a life coach or when I hired my first life coach. I started to be introduced to a whole new way of thinking and a whole, like different words, different vocabulary. Um These were words and phrases like client, showing up for ourselves, mindset, growth, um, thoughts create feelings, processing emotions, failing forward, this new adventure of becoming a coach and of this world of coaching that I was immersing myself in and all the new words and vocabulary that came along with it changed my world because I was now thinking in a different way because I had these new words and this new vocabulary and those, that new thinking changed the way I was feeling, changed what I was doing. thus changing my life, changing my world. Another example that I thought of for me as I embarked on a more intentional faith journey that I just kind of happened upon over just over a year ago. Um, I intentionally chose and was drawn to increasing my faith and that has led me to a new vocabulary, new words and ideas from having a desire to increase my faith, to learn new things, to, um, create stronger relationships in my life, all from studying more the life of Christ from studying more and reading and learning more about prophets and apostles and the things that they teach and um, taking things from um those words. And also from learning from just people in my circle, from other disciples of Christ, whether it be in books, on podcasts, institute classes, my friend circle, my immediate faith community where I live. All of these new words and all of these new ideas and the new vocabulary, which I guess really is essentially just learning, have strengthened my mind, has created extra confidence, and also has supported and strengthened my relationship with Christ. And this is because of new thoughts of new meaning that I've given to other people's words and teachings in scripture and things like that. And so what I think is so remarkable about this is that these changes in my life really didn't come from me doing things. Like granted, I did do things. I did read things and I did, I did introduce myself to things, but really true change started with a change of thinking, with changes in my mind, with changes in the way that I thought about things. Not only that, but changing some old thinking, like replacing some of the old beliefs and thinking that I had. And that is really what has created forward movement in my life. The thoughts that I allowed in, the thoughts that I choose to keep from the thoughts that I let in, And the ones that resonate with me most and the new meaning that I, I tack on to those new thoughts, these new beliefs that really stood to challenge some pretty practiced previous beliefs that really weren't truly supporting my life in the direction that I wanted to go. And then having the opportunity to recognize that and to realize some of the thinking that I, that was so automatic and was so practiced and then switching some of that out making it new. Um, so I'm so, I'm so grateful that I've been led to discover new thoughts and that I've realized that that is a real thing. Like that, that, that does make true and remarkable changes in our lives. Just changing thoughts, just recognizing thoughts and what our thoughts create for us. And that over time, how, these new thoughts become a part of who we are and who we actually really always have been. um, If they are thoughts that are serving us and helping us to create forward movement and to move forward in our life, just kind of like how some of our old thoughts do the opposite of that. They keep us stuck. They keep us stagnant. They keep us um, ruminating in kind of the same place and not moving forward. I like to think of it as kind of like a shedding of a snake skin. I kind of picture this snake losing its skin. What if the shedding of old thoughts and thought patterns is actually a natural and necessary part of our life? What if it is necessary for that regrowth or the new skin, so to speak? that a snake creates for itself. And that new skin is going to carry us to our next level to and through our new current adventures through and and, and to the next trial and the next set of learning and growth um, until we shed again and reach the next level. And what if those levels aren't necessarily a climb? Sometimes I think of climbing a mountain and getting to that next ledge and looking down and seeing how far we've come. That's not always necessarily helpful for me just because the top seems so hard to get to and it seems so daunting and it seems so hard. And it's like, I'm always trying to get to the top, but what if actually it's not a climb to the top? Of a mountain, but just a horizontal forward movement. What if we're always moving forward and the top really is just this horizontal movement. And if, as long as we are making horizontal movement, we are getting to the top. And I love to think of it that way. It's less daunting to me for some reason in my mind. Um, last year I created an idea of, a thought bank. And I shared this idea live one day, I'm pretty sure on my Instagram account, I went live on Instagram. So if you want to get really, um, if you, if you want to go digging into Instagram, it was sometime last year where I shared that video, but I had, and I love visual visual speaks to me. It's how I learned best. And so I had my cute daughter's piggy bank with me on that video. And I taught about the importance of making, um, positive deposits into our thought bank in order to create a change of thought. So as we introduce new thoughts that we could choose to try, it allows us to offset our negative leaning brains and Allowing ourselves to have a change of thought comes from inviting ourselves to introduce these new thoughts and having maybe a built up bank of thoughts that we can rely on and redirect to and think and practice when we are struggling, when we're maybe in a funk, maybe when we're going through a trial or we're struggling. Because if we don't have a built up thought bank, it's going to be really hard for us to step away from what's most practiced. And what's most practiced usually is those negative leaning thoughts. That's what usually comes to our mind first. And so if we could create for ourselves a thought bank of positive thoughts that we practice and become so practiced because we see them and we hear them and we say them to ourselves that they just become automatic. They become the thoughts that we lean to automatically. And they are the thoughts that will help us to move forward on that horizontal path that we all want to be on and that we're all meant to be on. We're not meant to be be stagnant or to um, not be moving forward. And I've heard it said before that if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. There's no standing still. It's kind of like that canoe in the river. You're either paddling forward or you're the current is taking you back. And so I want to share with you um the 10 thoughts that have really made an impact for me in my forward movement in my life over the past year or so. And as I was preparing for this podcast. A thought and a realization that I think it might be time for me to update my own personal list, not because it's no good anymore, because it still is. I still read it and I still look at it every day, but just because I'm feeling the need for some new deposits that speak to where I currently am on that horizontal path, on that journey that I'm moving towards. And so I am going to invite you to use these 10 powerful thoughts and try them on for yourself in your life. And to be honest, they may not all resonate with you and that's totally okay. I'm different to you, but I promise you and I invite you that some of these are going to speak to you. Some of these are going to help you more than those negative leaning thoughts that are on autopilot for you right now. And so I want to um, invite you to intentionally decide on some positive deposits, whether these, whether it is these ones that I introduced to you today or some other ones that you choose to create for yourself, but decide on having some positive deposits in your own current thought bank. And a side note here, I have created a, a PDF version. It's the same one that I have, um, Right now in my office uh that I look at and have looked at for the past year and a half. And if you want your own copy of this, I have made it available to anybody that wants it. You can find it um on, I believe it's in Instagram. I don't think it's on my website, but maybe I can get it on there. Right now it's in Instagram. You can find it at the link in my bio, and it's entitled How to Get Out of a Funk. Okay, hey, because I think we can all relate to that. If we want to get out of a funk, which to me, that just means I, I'm kind of feel stuck. I kind of feel like I'm not making movement forward, I'm not growing. I'm not like, um progressing. I'm in this funk. And when we have these thoughts, these positive thoughts in our thought bank and we're practicing them, These are going to be thoughts that are going to help us to create some forward momentum and some forward movement on our journey. And so you can go um, to the link in my bio in um, Instagram and you can sign up to have me send you my own personal list and I'm going to share them. So if you want the PDF version, go for that. But I'm going to share them all with you today and shed a little bit more light on each of them and and why they were and are so important for me and i want you to just to try them on for yourself start building up that positive thought bank so we'll start with number 1 number 1 is everything is figure outable and you might have heard this before i'm pretty sure it's stolen from marie forleo not super familiar with her but i am super familiar with this thought everything is figure outable this thought has been really powerful for me because we can often go to the thought of, I don't know how to do this, or I can't figure this out. Maybe we don't even want to figure it out. And when I have intentionally used this thought, it helped, It has helped me to realize that, yeah, everything is actually figure outable if you really think about it. All the things that I couldn't figure out in the past have either figured themselves out. Or I've figured them out. And so it's true. Everything is figure outable. And when I choose to believe that before I figured it out, it motivates me to keep going, to figure it out. Everything is figure outable. The next thought is, and this has been a thought that has served me so well in my motherhood. And so maybe you'll be able to relate to this and maybe this will be one that resonates with you as well, but it's, How can I make this more fun? What comes to my mind is when we have been out and about, maybe we're on a hike with our kids or maybe we're on a bike ride or maybe we're doing something. And one of my kids is just super grumpy and they don't want to be there. And I believe they're making it not fun. And so this thought, when I choose to think it, when I choose to remind myself of it, how can I make this more fun? It just reminds me that I am in charge of my fun. I am in charge of the experience that I have. And it's actually okay if somebody else is not having a fun experience or not choosing to have a fun experience. How can I make it more fun for me? And actually I can, and I do have that power. And how can I try and make things more fun? Not that I can make things more fun for my kids, but how can I be the fun and how can I be more fun and allow my kids maybe to give themselves permission to come in on the fun too and choose to let it be fun. When there's things that maybe I don't want to do, how can I make that more fun for myself? One thing that I love to do is put on music. Music for me makes things more fun (laughs) when maybe I don't want to do them. And so this thought, so helpful when we practice it and when we let it be, um, on default, how can I make this thing more fun? The next thought, the third thought is let it be easy, or this can be easy. This really has been so helpful for me because sometimes, and I think that as women, sometimes we make things a lot harder than they need to be. There's a lot of drama going on in our heads. And so we make things hard. But what if things can be easy and what if we can let them be easy, whether that's, you know what? I don't feel like making dinner. We don't have to have a two hour lead up and build up to making dinner to decide what we're going to have and to put it all together and to bake it and to serve it and all the things like, what if we can just give ourselves permission to let it be easy and my kids will be super happy with pancakes or cereal or something like that. Are we going to give ourselves permission to let it be easy? And in what ways are we making things harder than they need to be in any area of, of our life? Let it be easy. This thought helps me maybe simplify things a little bit and give gives me permission to find an easier way. And sometimes for me, I think that time is maybe associated with ease. Like if it doesn't take enough time, it's not going to be good enough. Therefore it needs to be hard and it needs to take a lot of time and it needs to be grueling in order to be good enough. But what if that's just not true? And what if I just can let it be easy by setting a timer for 20 minutes and getting that thing done because done is better than um, perfect. And so I think for some of us, maybe that our perfectionist tendencies get in the way of letting things just be easy, and we can just practice that. We can just try it on, and we can get better at it. The fourth thought is, this is happening for me. How often do we argue with trials and circumstances that maybe we wouldn't have chosen, or maybe that we don't want to be experiencing in our life, and this thought super simple and super powerful, but it just reminds me of a greater perspective of how as humans, we are meant to learn and to grow. And how is this current thing that I'm struggling with happening for me? How is it a gift? How is it going to help me to become who I'm at, who I actually am and who I'm meant to be? This is happening for me. And it allows me to look at the trials and the things that I face from a different light from a different side and maybe helps me not, um, argue with reality so much as well. The next, the next thought, uh, number five is I am more capable than I know. This is a thought that I turn to a lot, because I am somebody who one of my big confident saboteurs is self doubt. Sometimes it's really hard for me to see how capable I am and that I already am capable. Sometimes that's super hard for me to see and to believe. And so, this thought of I am more capable than I know helps to remind me, helps to like just stop me in my tracks. And think about how maybe God sees me and how maybe I'm not giving myself enough credit and how I am actually much more capable than I'm giving myself credit for. And I just can't see it. I am more capable than I know you are too. This thought is so good. Number six is what am I meant to learn from this? So it piggybacks a little bit on this is happening for me. It's just kind of in a different, different wording. Um, questions are really, really good to ask ourselves and they get our minds thinking. And so what am I meant to learn from this can be a really powerful question. We can ask ourselves when, for instance, when my kids are being difficult What am I meant to to learn from my difficult child? What is she sent here to teach me? And it opens me up to learning because sometimes I think I always know the answers to things. I think that I have nothing to learn in certain areas. I've learned it all. I'm the expert. But that's actually probably not true. There's always things that we can be learning. There's always ways that we can be up leveling that learning. And so what am I meant to learn from this thing? maybe it's something that we're been asked to do that we're super good at and we just think oh yeah no problem easy breezy what am i meant to learn from that and when we get curious with that things that maybe we wouldn't have used as an opportunity to learn and grow we then are able to see miracles in that we then are able to see growth and learning in that thing because we give ourselves permission to to invite that learning so what am i meant to learn from this the next one is, um, what other people think is none of my business. And I want to be really clear about this one. Cause I don't mean like in your face, I don't care what you're thinking. That's not how I hear this and how I say this and the attitude behind this thought for me, this thought is what other people think is none of my business. To me, it means stop wasting so much of your life and your time worrying about other people's opinions about you because other people's opinions are more about them than they are about you. Stop using that as an excuse to not show up in the world, to not share your gifts and your talents and to be you and to believe in yourself because what other people think is none of your business. Go out into the world and have the confidence in you to show up without worrying about what other people think. And that is why this thought is so powerful for me. That is the meaning that I give behind it. And as a result, it helps me to maybe take steps and actions that I would maybe shy away from or to hide from because I'm too worried about what everybody else is going to think. Maybe it's those things that I'm afraid to fail at because I'm afraid of everybody seeing my failures. And those are the things that stop us from learning and from growing. And so what other people think is none of my business has been a tremendously life-changing thought for me in my life. I want to invite you to try that one on super powerful. The next one, I think this is number eight is I am already doing it. You might be a little bit confused about this one. I know sometimes I'm like, what does this one even mean? But for me, this, me- uh, this means like, where in my life am I already doing the hard things? Where in my life am I already showing up? Like I might tell myself I'm a terrible mom, but I'm already doing it. I'm already being a mom. Can I have some confidence in the things that I'm already doing instead of telling myself, that I suck. I'm not good enough. I'm not doing it. I can't do it. What if I'm already doing it and I can remind myself of all of the amazing things I'm already doing. This can be so powerful for us. Number nine is I can do hard things. This is one that we see all of the time, maybe on Pinterest or social media, but just because everybody's talking about it, Doesn't mean it's any less powerful and helpful for us to have in our thought bank. Because when push comes to shove, I think it's such a popular saying right now because so often it's even in our motivational triad. We want to avoid pain and we want to conserve our energy. And when we are thinking something's hard, it means we're probably not going to want to do it. And so this is reinforcing to our brain that, oh, yeah, this thing, it might be really hard. And I can do that thing because I can do hard things. And it doesn't give our brain an out. It doesn't give us an excuse to, you know, turn on Netflix or to avoid something or to pass it off to somebody else because we can do hard things. And maybe we want to be doing hard things because it's through those hard things that we learn and grow and have that forward momentum and movement. And our last thought you guys, is what I do doesn't make me happy. What I think does. This thought has been also very life-changing for me because it reminds me of an important truth. It reminds me that circumstances and people and things people say and things that I do do not create my feelings that my thoughts do. Our thoughts are what creates how we feel. And it, that also creates what we do and how we show up in the results that we have in in our life. And so it's just a really, it's a peel back of, okay, if I complete my to-do list, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to feel any more worthy or any happier. And it's a reminder to me of, okay, What am I hoping to feel after I do this thing? And that maybe this is a false sense of confidence or a false sense of worthiness because I'm always seeking after doing things. And it reminds me that actually my time is better spent in my thinking. My time is better spent recognizing what I'm thinking about my to-do list or what I'm thinking about this circumstance. And that's what's going to create confidence. It's an invitation for us to recognize the things that we're thinking and to also intentionally choose confidence and happiness by choosing happy and confident thoughts. And really that's what this is a really great thought to end on because this is the essence of this whole episode, having a change of thought and how that on its own is what creates what we're looking for in this life. And I think we can all agree, we're looking to feel a certain way. We're looking to feel understood. We're looking to feel um, loved. We're looking to feel happy and we're looking for peace. We're looking for confidence. All of those things start in our brain. They start with our thinking. And so what I do isn't what makes me happy. What I think does this. Is a wonderful thought to start depositing into your thought bank and to start practicing and to start um, reading every single day to remind yourself of what truly matters and what is going to create true happiness. So I hope today that in me sharing my personal thought bank of thoughts, my personal list of thoughts that help me get out of my funk, my real life struggles and trials sometimes and the funk that comes in in some of those yucky emotions that we experience that you can um feel motivated to create your own list or to steal mine and borrow mine and practice those again like i said i have it right above my desk i have it right where i can see it every single day so that i can practice these thoughts and the hope that i have is that you can start introducing some positive thoughts that will over time become more automatic when you're struggling, when you're in your funk. If you can choose some of these thoughts instead of some of your old programmed automatic thoughts that keep you feeling inadequate and keep that self-doubt brewing and becoming stronger, you are going to be better off. You are going to be better off as a human in this world, as a mom, as a person who shows up to any of the relationships or any of the circumstances in your life. And that is what I what I am hoping for all of you to get out of this episode, that you can have a change of thought, but it's gonna come intentionally. And what a great way to begin your positive thought bank by creating a list of your own thoughts or stealing the ones that have really benefited me and changed my life actually over the last couple of years. So my invitation to you is to go to the link in my bio and to get your own copy. And hopefully you will be able to find it soon on my website as well. Um, have an awesome rest of your week, everybody. If you are finding this podcast at all helpful, If you are enjoying it, please go to your favorite podcast app and give me a review. Write me a review. That just helps this message get out to more and more moms who need to hear it. We will see you next week on another episode. Thanks for listening. If you are ready to grow your confidence, get unstuck or feel better so that you can become happier in your motherhood and all the other areas of your life, then I would love to invite you to come work with me. Head on over to lauradrycoaching.com to learn more, access all my free content or book a consultation with me. You deserve confidence and I would love to help you access yours.